Before we jump into the interview, let me just tell you about this incredible competition that we're going to be running with Cello Toys. One of you lovely, lucky people will be able to get your hands on an amazing prize, man. Now check this, a concept design piece of art of the Nick Aldis figure signed by the artist himself. Amazing or what? Imagine it framed, framed next to your incredible new Nick Aldis figure. It's one of a kind. Nobody else will be able to get their hands on this poster with this piece of art. It's just not going to be available for anybody. So if you want to be in a chance with winning this, all you need to do is head over to Twitter and go onto at Grapple Arcade. Keep an eye out for our pinned tweet because it's going to be changing very, very soon where you're going to be able to find out exactly how to enter. It's going to be completely free to enter. You'll find out what you need to do to get your hands on the prize. Good luck, everybody. Hello everybody and welcome to another episode of Grapple Arcade on BBGWrestling.com. I'm joined today by a couple of people who are responsible for the upcoming Nick Aldis figure that we've heard so much about on social media. It's been doing the rounds, a lot of question marks about it. People are very, very excited about it, including Nick himself. I've had a couple of messages off Nick saying that he's really excited about it. Um, we plan to be getting Nick on in the next week or so. But to start off with, we just want to welcome the team from Cella Toys. How are you doing, guys? Hi, yeah, you're right. Thanks. Yourself? Very well, thanks. Uh, who am I speaking to for the, for the listeners' benefit? Okay, so I'm Charles, and this is my partner Ella. Hi, oh, yeah. Hi there. Oh, right. Okay, so I can guess where the name Cello is. <laughs> yeah. <from>. yeah. <laughs> Very <Classic>. imaginative. <laughs> <laughs> hey, though, it works because one of the questions was going to be, "What's Cello?" <laughs> so now we've got it now we've got it. So amalgamation of the two names <laughs> wonderful stuff so i have you guys um been planning cello toys for a while then or is it a relatively new concept for me it's relatively new but charles has had it in the works for quite a while now and um, for the past couple of years really he's been talking about wanting to own his own business and i think he always knew he wanted to be involved around one of his passions which is wrestling and he likes his batman and stuff as well but it was the past couple of months he came to me and he said, I've noticed that there's quite a void at the minute in retro figures. Um, and there's quite a few people on all these forums and stuff that he's on talking about how they'd like more retro. And he thought, actually, I think I could do that. And that's when we both started to sit down seriously and say, OK, how could we do this? How can we make this work? Yeah, I think you've hit the nail on the head there. I'm a, At our podcast, we're all figure collectors ourselves, along with other wrestling merchandise. Um, and there's a huge passion for wrestling figures now more yeah. than ever yeah. of certain collectors out there who have got other podcasts and, and whatnot. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, let's be honest, the likes of uh, Zach and Brian, um, the, oh man, it's just, well, you know, I've, I've given a gimmick name there and a real name, but you know who I'm on about. Yeah. They've, um, they, they've revolutionized um, figure collecting over the last um, few years. And it's fair to say that retro collecting has definitely um, increased. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it has, yeah. So, the amount of people now collecting, um, the price that some of the collections now go for. Oh, no, it's ridiculous. It's, it's I can't inc- believe it. It's incredible. So w- with wrestling then, are you, are you both forget collectors or is it just yourself, Charles? So uh, I've always been a wrestling fan and always been a figure collector for as long as I can remember. Ella's more so, she likes uh, like to collect Disney figurines more yeah, so. I'm a, yeah, I'm a big Disney girl. I've got oh. all the princess figures and all that sort of stuff. Whenever we go to Comic-Con, I always get myself a new pack and be Disney figures. 
Ah, oh, fair enough. Fair. Is there any particular <laughs> sort of line or skill that you collect? Anella? Not really. See, I'm not as specific as Charles. He's really got the bigger passion for it than me, and he's kind of brought me in along with him. Right. Um, a, a couple of years ago, he asked me to buy my Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles truck, because that's one of the things that he collects. And I can remember thinking, what? He, <laughs> he wants a, a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles truck, and it was like £40. Pounds. And I was like, really? Are you sure you really want that? And it, it was kind of that, and seeing him being that passionate about that sort of thing that made me go... There's got to be something to this. And that's what kind of got me into it, really, thinking, well, there's got to be something of interest. And when I started looking at the Disney stuff, like I said, I'm not as specific with him. I do just try and look at what I like, really, um, for my own personal use. But, yeah, I, I kind of got it from him. You can't go wrong with collecting the bits that you like, though. You know? exactly, no. exactly. It's a slippery slope, we'll be honest. Because <laughs> <laughs> then you start getting into the very specifics of collecting. Um Oh, I, I don't. We'll, we'll save it for later in terms of where my figure collecting over the years has gone. I, I, I started <laughs> collecting. I started collecting wrestling stuff like a, a lot of people my age. So um, late, early nineties, early nineties for the first Hasbro line, um, and it kind of went from there. But I've, I've been a fan of all sorts of figures over the years. Um, it's that kind of thing. I'm a bit of a completist, so that's the problem. Yeah. Which, when you start from a completist, is when your wallet starts to get a bit dry. <laughs> yeah, I know uh, that problem. <laughs> <laughs> so, what was the uh, the turtles figure truck then, um, Charles? It was, was it the the, uh, the, the the van? Yeah, it was. Yeah, because I, I quite it? like the uh, you know the original Playmates. Yes. Yeah. The cartoons, basically, what it was mm. based off. That's the kind of style I collect. I just love that how uh, characteristic they all are. They're all quite so unique, aren't they? Absolutely, man. I've got the um. I think I've still got it. The um. The skateboard um. Hoverboard kind of. Thing. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Hoverboard wheels. <laughs> um. Yeah. But yeah, no. A big fan of turtle stuff. I wish I still had some, but oh, you've got me thinking now, man. I'm gonna have to start oh, no, one. Yeah. <laughs> it's easily done. It's as simple as a conversation. Yeah. That creates a new collection. Ah, oh, well. Right. Yeah, so wrestling anyway. So you've been a wrestling fan for quite a long time now. Um, when did you start watching, Charles? Uh, I reckon I was about six years old, probably from then on. And it's just it's just consumed me since. I, I love everything. I uh, watch everything from AEW, WWE, NWA. We were, I just... I can't stop, can I, really? No, that's been his lockdown, really. Wake up in the morning, go and watch his wrestling. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. No. <laughs> so when you were six, and what kind of era were we talking about when you were six? What, who were you watching on the TV at the time? Well, that was just probably the end of the Attitude Era, that was. Okay. Probably just coming into Ruthless Aggression Era. Right, so, okay, so you start catching it around the sort of, just after the 2000, about 2003-ish, roughly? Yeah, around that. then, yeah. Ah, good stuff. So you were just, just in time for... When um, I suppose it was when the the, the whole Lesnar, the, the original Lesnar, yeah, yeah, yes, Lesnar Batista, yeah. Ah, good stuff, good stuff. And that was an interesting line in itself because we were talking about the wrestling figure line at the time. We were, we Toy Biz had finished with WCW. Yeah, Jack Jacks had just sort of were finishing off their TTL line and were moving at the RA line, I suppose, weren't they? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and they had and, that uh, little stint with the R three, didn't they? The R three tech, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's right. Um, we didn't get much of them up in the northeast. I'm trying to think of. There's only a couple of shops selling figures back then, to be honest, yeah. around the neck of the woods. 
Um, so yeah, there was the R3 uh, line, and I think there's what I think finishing moves were more towards the TTL sort of final years. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, but there's a bit of a transition in figure quality, at least anyway, because I think a lot of people. I mean, I was a big TTL fan, but R3, sorry, RA kind of set the standard for what was to come for quite a long time, didn't it? Because it, you had the classics line that kind of spawned out of that yeah. as well. I was a big fan of the classic line because when you start watching. I used to, there used to be like a show called like WWE Vintage and I used to watch that with my dad because he was a wrestling fan and he used to like watching like Hulk Hogan and all that more than the current stuff. So I'd get lost in that and then I could go into like a a Woolworths (laughs) when that was open (laughs) and I'd see all these like classic figures and that's when I started collecting those kind of style as well. Uh, I think classics, the classic line in particular, is the line that got a lot of collectors, old school collectors back into it as well. Yeah, definitely. I mean, myself included, as I say, I was a big Hasbro collector. Um, I was a big, I still am, to be honest with you. I mean, I've got them, but I still can't help myself whenever I see a, a bargain. <laughs> yeah. I had to try and pick up a second or whatever. Um, but then went through the, the ECW original San Francisco toy maker line. Yeah. Um, the WCW toy biz line I was a big fan of. I dabbled a bit with BCA, but I was kind of drifting out of fandom at that time. And my, yeah. my younger brother was getting into it quite a bit more. So he he absolutely smashed all the BCA line and the TTL line. And then the RA line, we both kind of drifted out of it. But as soon as classics came in, that was it. We were straight back in. And uh, yeah. oh man, that that's my, my main two lines are probably Hasbro's and classics. I think they're my main yeah. two, two bigger lines. I'm probably the same with that, but I did also like going back and collecting the BCAs. I just thought they were just so weird and funny. I just, I don't know. I just they really are. like the style of them. They, they are. They're so unique in terms of the style, as you say, because let's be honest, the earlier lines of the BCAs, they, they barely stand up. I know, <laughs> yeah. Support. Um, for whatever reason, there seems to be a lot of issues with the the, the, the crotch pieces snapping. I know, yeah. I, I've never got that. <laughs> um, and then there was a lot of issues as well with the, um, if you had the monstering, the... There was some kind of blue dye or blue ink underneath the skin tone of some of the the, the early BCA lines that yeah. would start to appear, like as if it was rubbing away. And very odd, peculiar, but fantastic line, purely because of the characters that we got and oh, the no. weird, weird lines that we got from it, such as Stomp and things like that. You know, yeah, um, bizarre line, but really good fun to go back to. Um, but yeah, the. The classics line is what hooked me back in, hooked a, a lot of other a lot of other people I know back into it, um, and dare I say as well was the catalyst for maybe how Mattel have approached their lines as well. Oh, I definitely think so. Yeah. Are you, have you been following much of the Mattel lines? Yeah, since I was, I was, that's the, one of the main lines I collect now. To be honest, the Mattel collect all the elites. Well, I collect more of the classic guys than the current guys. To be honest, but. Collecting's become a funny thing with figures, though, in the sense of, you know, back, back there, I say, in Hasbro days, um, we got everything over here, resuming the early 90s, 92, you know, SummerSlam boom, yeah. during the Hulkamania running wild over in the UK. And it was when wrestling was at its, probably at its peak for mm-hmm. back then. And, you know, it died off for a while until Attitude Era, died off again for a while until pretty recently, I think it's fair to say. Um in terms of its major popularity and being able to get hold of merchandise and things. And Hasbro's were pretty easy to get all of. If you had a Woolworths, an Argos, and a John Menzies or something of those lines, 
you, you could pretty much pick up everything until the last sort of couple of series. Yeah. And, uh, the elusive green card series, which uh, <laughs> there's still a, there's still been a few sightings of, of in certain shops from years gone by, but very hard to get hold of. Yeah. Um, but then with Mattel, it's almost strategic in a lot of collectors' eyes that they suppress what comes over here. So they make it very hard to get hold of certain figures, making things exclusives to Walmart and Target and things like that, making figures, figure collecting very difficult. And it leaves a bit of taste in some collectors' mouths. Um, I think it's one of the reasons why I haven't fallen into the Mattel collecting, because I don't know if I did, I'd, I'm, a, I'm a completist. Yeah. So I'd, be, I'd fall into the trap of trying to buy figures for silly money <laughs> from yeah. American scalpers. And it can't be helped because that's the way you have to get a hold. Like, for example, the first Pete Dunn figure. How hard was that to get hold of? I, I didn't. I literally didn't get it. I had to get the second figure that they released. I could not it's... get my hands on it. And then you started seeing pictures on social media of people going in and buying 10 or 12 at a time from stores. Yeah. Oh, that, <laughs> that was triggering me <laughs> really badly. Yeah. Um, but yes, yeah, so you're into your Mattel figs. Um, anything particular you've got your eye on at the moment that you've seen that's coming out that you're looking to get hold of? Uh, well, I'm looking forward to the AEW line that they've got coming out. I think that looks interesting, yeah. to be honest. The I think AEW that looks line. Good. It looks great, doesn't it? Yeah. The AEW line and the um, the boss fight line with their Legends of Lucha Libre. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. man, they they are looking so good because there's a bit of an interesting, ever so slight retro tinge to them because I think they're bringing out a really old, um, sort of early WCW pre WCW version of Conan. Um, yeah, when I've he seen was, that. It looks great. Yeah, it looks great, doesn't it? So they're going down that sort of super elite articulation mm-hmm. line, um, which ticks the boxes for a lot of people. Um, for me, I'm more of a more of a classics the. Articulation isn't something in a figure that that is a it does it doesn't it's, it doesn't make it a game changer for me. I appreciate no. it does for some people, but for me, articulation it's not a bonus if you want to be pausing them and things like that. However, they're going on a shelf for me. <laughs> it's as simple yeah. as that. Going on no, a shelf I get in that. Yeah, Apple Arcade office. They'll be on a great shelf there, and they'll be uh, surrounded by other sort of you know, just general figures from through the years. So mm-hmm. if it's all right with yourself, we'll go, we're going to get into a bit more about, um, about Cella talking a bit more about that figure line. And I suppose it's, it's, it's makes sense to start with your guys, um, discussions with Nick, Nick Aldis, um, and how that came around because my word, what an acquisition for the first figure. Yeah. In the line. <laughs> how so, on earth did that come to fruition? So basically, um, we just obviously, as a big fan of the retros and going back and collecting all the Hasbro's, I just thought, wouldn't it be awesome if we could get like a line of like wrestlers that aren't signed to WWE and have a retro figure? Just thought the ideas like coming out of my mind, just like so many people we could hit off. There's like legends, there's current guys. I just thought, why not start with the guy who's like in one of the most retro brands at the minute in the NWA. They've got like such a retro vibe. I just thought it was a perfect match to be honest. And ever since getting in contact with Nick, he's been nothing but a professional. He's like um, been perfect to deal with. He's been behind the brand full stop. So I can't really fault anything. He's a lovely, lovely dude. He really yeah, is. So down to earth and humble. He really is. Um, I met him, the first time I met him was a couple of years ago when we were doing something in, where was it? We were running an event in, I believe it was 
Manchester at MediaCon, and Nick was there and um, with with the with the belt. He was there with the gold. Yeah. Um, and he was there, and there's a few other people there randomly. Pat Patson was there, oh, um, as you do. Jushin Thunderliga was there. Wow. Uh, there was a random sort of uh, Double J was there. There was a sort of list of random wrestling legends, but from complete different <laughs> like areas of time, areas of the universe. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> just that like, came together for it. It was it was wonderful. But he was such a lovely, lovely person. We got chatting about random things then. Um, our main sort of worry, if you like, is, is related to gaming. We do a lot of gaming-related things. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, as well as our collections and discussions of merchandise and whatnot and, and the podcast. So we've got to talk about a number of different things. And even then, you could just tell what a great figurehead for a company that is because it was before they brought power to TV. Oh, right, yeah. And it was before Billy Corgan had bought the NWA, or at least it was before we knew in public that he'd, he'd acquired it yeah. to the to the to the level that he has so he might have owned it but it wasn't on it wasn't on youtube yet you know that the, yeah. the weekly show wasn't running it's a good um, show as well that is to be oh, honest how good is it it's yeah so it's quite fast-paced as well to be honest like i just i just love everything about it to be honest it really is so good that that first series i think it caught a lot of people off guard yeah um, like with anything, you have your hiccups, whether that's with talent or whether it's with timings or whether it's whatever it may be with. But they managed to kind of, in my personal opinion, they managed to deal with what they had in front of them, which was a one-hour weekly show on YouTube. Yeah. And hadn't really been done to the extent that they were pushing it before. They've got a really interesting mind behind it, being uh, Billy. Um, and, oh, man. What a dude he is as well. Um, but a really interesting mind behind it. And somebody who's been a fan of wrestling. for He's, he's not just somebody who's just walked in from a different business, i.e. the music industry, and decided, I want to play a wrestling promoter. Although it kind of is a bit of that. He's been a fan long life. And you can tell, <laughs> you know. Yeah. And it, But it's great to see with the likes of Nick, he's been the the figurehead from, pardon the pun, the figurehead from, from day one since it's come back onto our screens. And... Just he oozes charisma and he looks the part. He, he looks does, like yeah. he looks like an NWA world champion the way yeah. he wants them to look <laughs> in a roundabout way. And they, they smash it out of the park with that first series, I must say. Yeah, I couldn't agree more to be honest. I I, I am a big fan of like watching like NXT and AEW, but oh I am really like enjoying nwa power a bit more at the minute i just think it's been a great show just i just like how fast-paced it is and a lot of talking and i I don't know why as a wrestling fan i shouldn't really like as much talking but i just don't know it just smooth it goes so smoothly i think it's one of those things i think it depends how it's done yeah i think you do it right (laughs) and especially if you've got a bit if you're a fan of like older school wrestling as well the way that the interviews are conducted yeah definitely the way that they talk to each other and things all makes a lot of sense. And for the vast majority of the time, the vast majority of people who are talking are good at it. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Matters, you know? Um, so yes, right. So you contacted Nick and said, all right, mate, how are you doing? Do you want to make a figure? And Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> excellent stuff. Um, as you say, he's been on, on side since day one. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Well, when we proposed the line, we said like we were looking for more of this retro style vibe and, he just thought as well, being a businessman that he is, the way the NWA is put out, he just thought it'd be perfect. It makes a lot of sense. Um, 
our friends over at the Retro Retromania, Retrosoft Studios, who were knocking out the Retromania game that NWA were involved with. Yeah. Um, Nick was the first, one of the first names announced on that when the partnership yeah. uh, came around. And they yeah, started how making good was that advert as well? Oh, mate. Well, it's got us thinking. Yeah, <laughs> well, that's honest, it, yep. It's got us thinking <laughs> about what could potentially go forward with their cello. So, yes, you spoke to Nick and that's all great. And I suppose from there, it's just been a case of a really interesting way to do it, I must say, and very brave on your part. And hopefully it's uh, going well for you. It sounds to be going the right direction to announce pre-orders before showing any signs of what artwork looks like. I tell you, I couldn't believe it. The amount of pre-orders <laughs> we've had before. When he first said it, because he, Charles, obviously knowing a lot more about the wrestling business than me, he was obviously much more confident um, and telling me how these things work and what he's bought in the past and how it's worked. But when he said, we haven't got anything to show, but I'm putting the pre-orders on, I was like, are you sure? Should we wait a bit? Um, but no, he, he made the right decision because I, I can't believe it. I cannot believe how many people have already put in their trust in us to get this figure to them without having even seen anything. It's amazing. It's really overwhelmed us, I think, to be honest. I think the excitement's there. Yeah, I think definitely. That's the of it. You've, you've made no bones about it that, that you, you know, you're a retro-feeling uh, company. Yeah. You're yeah. into your retro styles, if you like, in terms of what you like, the sort of themes that you like, whether it's old school, this, that, or, or the other, in terms of whether it's figures or watching product. Um, you've, you've, you know, you've aligned with somebody who is the figurehead for a retro-themed company. So I think a lot of people automatically thought, What? What is this? Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, well, we did. I think we've ordered three or four. We've got three or four pre-orders in from our end of things. So we we we're you know <laughs> putting our trust in. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, one of the reasons why I decided to, to make contact with yourselves and thank you you obliged to come on and have a bit of a chat about. It. <laughs> so I suppose it's a case of you you kind of got a, a, an action plan in place. Um, in terms of you have got the pre-orders underway now. Yeah. You'll yep. be announcing quite soon about certain other aspects of what people are pre-ordering i assume yes yeah. that's coming very shortly Fantastic. so i was just gonna say um because we do have our, our prototype in the works we do have our artwork drawn and it's like going back and forth because they'll like mold the figure and we might think we want a few things changed, so it goes back, but it's pretty much nearly done. It, it's going to be out very soon. We're perfectionists, so we keep it. They must be. We must be driving them mad because we'll t- have a tiny little detail that we want changing. It must be the smallest detail, but we just want it so perfect, especially for the first one. We want to really be able to wow people. Absolutely, and I think there's that expectation these days from figure collectors as well, isn't it? To yeah. some extent, you know what I mean. Yeah, definitely. We live in a world now where action figures. Uh, almost lifelike in yeah, terms definitely. of the detail on them and, and people pick up on when things aren't correct so i think i think you're right to be as critical as you are it makes yeah. sense to be um uh, and, and as you say for your very first figure you want to wow people and i think by the sounds of it that's going to be the case is is, it, is there going to be in terms of when the figure comes out is it without obviously I, i'm not trying to question you too much about specifics here because i appreciate where you, where you currently where you currently stand with what you can and can't announce yet is there um scope for variations with within the first figure is it like is it this is the first figure then we know what we want to do with the second figure is the variations to the first figure that people can assume or is it have you got any ideas with how it's going to be rolled out and what's to come following that first one so basically we're going to take it figure by figure we're going to see how well this one sells and then um go on from there like we've got a list of 
people and we want to make. So yeah. it's going to be just a step-by-step process. But sure. Seeing how well this has gone down already, we definitely think there's going to be a lot more names coming in the future. And are you, it's a, I suppose it's a bit of a tricky one because I suppose it depends on trademarks and things like that. As you mentioned earlier on, it's about knowing who and who you can and can't ask for obvious reasons. Some people yeah. are tied up to contracts and things. I suppose the same can be said for um, images and things of that line, that, that kind of thing as well. Um, are you able to make props? You can probably see where I'm going with that kind of question. Are you able um, to make accessories and things? Uh, definitely we'll be able to make accessories and things, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Some figures will be coming with some stuff. Right. Okay. Well, uh, I won't ask any more. I can see what the answer is to that one. <laughs> but, um, I appreciate where you're going with that one. So that's that's good to know because then that kind of sort of sets the scene for right. Okay, there's a development plan in place. What's good with that is that a lot of people, including a lot of the groups that I'm part of, are going to be chomping at the bit now, trying to scratch their heads and thinking what could potentially <laughs> come next, which is exactly what you guys want because yeah, it's, that is what we want. That yeah. allure, isn't it? You know, it's that allure. Um, so yeah, in terms of the pre-orders, and you mentioned there that they're going really well at the moment. You mentioned, I believe, there's a, a two thousand cutoff. Is that correct? Yeah, that is correct. We won't be making any more of the figures after two thousand. And is that your plan going forward with future releases, or is that just for the first one to see how that goes, and then things might change, or is that your general two thousand hour limit for each figure that we move going forward, at least for the first series or whatever it may be? At the minute, we are thinking of doing just a cut off of two thousand. You know, just it makes collecting a bit more exciting. I personally think. Yeah. So I think that's where we're going to go at the minute, maybe for the first series. But we'll have to see how well, obviously, second series. If we get onto a second series, how well that does. Yeah. No, I completely understand. I mean, along with wrestling, though, have you thought about? Um... With you both obviously collecting lots of different types of figures, have you thought about other franchises outside of wrestling that's tickled your fancy at all for, oh, if this goes well, could we potentially get into that line of things or that kind of franchise? Or Do you see what I mean? Is there any other kind of like line? To, for example, if you were to start thinking that, would it be in the same figure style? Because it's a question that I've asked a few different companies in the past where – They've obviously got a very specific type of mould that they want to use. Going yeah. That's their iconic style. That's that's the figure mould that they use, whether it's, you know, Mattel with their elite style, whether it's like Figures Toy Company with their RA style of figure, um, whatever, it, whether it's you know, WCW with their Galoob style of figure. Yeah. Um, you guys are obviously going to have your iconic style for when it comes out within the wrestling world. If you were to look at other other brands and merchandising, would you be tempted to use the same style of figure or would you deviate away from that? I mean, that's definitely a possibility. I think that style of figure, like I want to say the retro vibes, it is quite popular among fans. Like I get nostalgia looking at these figures when I see like reaction they make they made like a Rocky line. I was a big fan of that and I collected yeah. those. I mean they didn't have much articulation but I love the artwork and I just love that style. So I think I think the retro vibe is probably down like the road we go down. Yeah. No, that's fair enough. That's fair enough. Because I think it's it's I think that's a good thing with things like as you mentioned, their reaction's a really great example that you give there. They can kind of dip into any sort of franchise they want, but everybody knows that it's a reaction figure. Because yeah. of the styling and what it looks like and how it moves and the way it's packaged and things like that. One of the things I was going to ask you in terms of um, the artwork, if that's okay, I'm not going to 
um, press you too much <laughs> for, for things that you aren't able to talk about right now. But in terms of the artwork, what can people expect from packaging, for example? Have you got an idea of how it looks in terms of front and back designs, bubbles, things like that? Have you given much thought concept to the um, to that side of things? Yeah, we definitely uh, have talked about it. We definitely want to go for something a bit similar to what you might have seen in the early 1990s. Um, so I'll just leave it at that for now. <laughs> Right, okay, fair enough, fair enough. Yeah, there's a lot of carrot dangling here, but I appreciate it. I like it. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, it leaves a lot to be uh, a lot to be imagined, and I think a lot of people have, you know, I think it's one of those things that people can use their thought process here, and people can probably um, use any sort of kind of guidance that you want to give them whatsoever. I think you've, you know, you've been very good with how your presenting what it might potentially look like but without yep. telling anybody what it looks like and i think that's got a lot of intrigue going <laughs> a lot of people are really excited for that very reason and i think it's a really interesting way to do it and i'll be honest i'm a fan of the way that you're doing it i think a lot of people have we live in a world at the moment where everybody wants to be instantly gratified right everybody yeah. wants to everybody wants an instantaneous answer here and now because of social media being the way it is <laughs> people want to be the first one to post about something people want to be the first one to as we know people want to be the first one to announce something people want to be the first one to be in there and be part of something um, and i don't mind holding our hands up as a podcast you know it's, it's a little bit about what we do we try and try and tap into the uh, the groups and the teams that we probably will bounce off quite well with like yourself because of similar interests and things but i think there is a lot of collectors and a lot of people out there who need to be instantly gratified and i think this is really really interesting <laughs> because it's making people wait <laughs> yeah we, well we definitely sorry we definitely chose to do that i mean when charles yeah. like i said before when he first came to me and said he wanted to start getting the pre-orders on before showing the figure ah. one of his justifications to me was when he was younger that it wasn't just having the figure that was kind of the experience for him. It was the whole seeing kind of the teasers that you saw online and all that sort of stuff. He, I think for him, being so, so passionate about the wrestling, I think he wanted to build up an experience as well as just the figure. Um, so from the get-go, we said we'd make sure it wasn't just a, here it is, get by him. We, we want to tease people. We want to make an experience for people. Yeah, get the enjoyment. Yeah. Absolutely. I think as well, like even pre-internet, dare I say, if you go retro even further back yeah. in time, um, there wasn't anything to let no. you know what was coming out apart from the Argos catalogue. <laughs> <laughs> good old Argos much, catalog. you know, Good old Argos, the back the back air section there, you know exactly where you're going to go. Yeah. Every single yeah. time. Um, but it's one of those things where apart from that, and later on in the 90s, you got the odd newsletter that came out from American traders with like lists of different Jacks figures and things. You had no idea about what was coming out. I didn't. I had absolutely no idea about no. what was coming out, for example, in the Hasbro series. When that was coming out, I had not a clue about what figures were coming out. I'd be walking to shops, looking at the shelves in Woolworths, being absolutely mesmerized by what I was seeing in front of me, being devastated that I knew for a fact I didn't have enough money to buy the Legion of Doom, for example. <laughs> but there was only one Legion of Doom on that peg and there was 10 Nasty Boys. And I didn't want a Nasty Boys, I wanted a yeah. Legion of Doom. <laughs> so then I ran back home, got some pocket money, went back down and it wasn't there anymore. And the disaster and devastation. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but point being though, it was it, it's exactly as you say, it's that suspense. It's that yeah. interest and that intrigue. And that alone, that in itself, is... A retro feel. Yeah, <laughs> you definitely. Know? Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> um, 
what can people expect next then in terms of not necessarily what you're going to be announcing, but in terms of how you're going to be um, doing things online. Is there anything that you plan to be doing soon online? Because obviously a lot of your time has been taken up at the moment by, by, by doing what you've been doing. You've been advertising the pre-orders and things. You've mentioned there you'll be making some announcements in the near future. Is, there, is it more a case of just announcing what's to come with this particular figure or are there other announcements looming as well? So basically, at the minute, we're just going to uh, focus on our prototype and uh, yep. getting that as perfect as we can, and that's going to be our next big release. Excellent. Are you going to be, Derek, do you mind me asking, are you going to be sharing the picture of the prototype online as in a prototype finished sort of article, or are you going to wait until it's fully a finished product ready to sell, so to speak, or, you know, what, what's, have you got a bit of a timeline for how you're going to be doing that? So basically, the prototype is going to just be uh, posted on Twitter and Instagram, like on our socials. And uh, yeah. it's, it'll be pretty much exactly as the finished product. Brilliant. So as close as possible to it. Yeah, Excellent pretty stuff. much. Well, Obviously, cool. there's always going to be running changes if uh, something doesn't work out the way we want it. But yeah, because we're being so like meticulous, I think it's going to come out great. Have, have there, has Nick seen the prototype yet, out of curiosity? Not that he I'm going has, to be asking him. He, he has not yet because obviously no, because at the minute we're still um, going back and forward with our sculptor. Yeah, yeah. He, he also, I don't really want to send Nick something that we're not hundred percent in. So yeah, he's seen the designs. He's seen all the designs, and he really liked them. Yeah, but approved, We man. want to wait until we've got everything perfect. Oh, excellent stuff! Oh, you've got us more excited, haven't you? <laughs> I don't know, but uh, no, that's that's fantastic. I mean, I've really appreciated you guys coming on, and I appreciate it's very difficult to come on to a podcast and talk about a figure that you can't talk about. I know. <laughs> I appreciate I put you on the spot a bit with that, but I am grateful for the bits you could tell us and what you've talked about. Um, the good thing is with this, you know, we're, we're we're here to support as much as as we can with that. So by all means, anything that you you do announce when you announce it, we're more than happy to share all that, and I know oh, that a lot of our listeners much, will be as well. Um, what we need to do next, guys, is think about once you finish that line of action figures, we need to start getting on to collector cards, um, yeah. confectionery <laughs> sweets and snacks, all Definitely, that. We need to bring yeah. basically the 90s back, all right? Because it, it's, it's needed right now. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like you Okay, so let me ask you a question. Who, who would you like to see next after Ooh, this? Right. Well, if I'm going to be completely honest, yeah. I think... We oh man right oh now you now you've <laughs> got you on the spot, <laughs> you? now I know how it feels in the tables <laughs> are turned. Um, right, I'm gonna be honest. I'll be brutally honest. I think what I would like to see next. Oh, I think we need to stay. In my head, what I'd like is an NWA line of sorts. In my oh, ideal, interesting wonderful world i think nick is the catalyst to that um i'd love to see um i'm going to be greedy i want to see nick's obviously going to be the first one and then i want to see definitely for sure a package deal with a ring and a belt and i want tim storm Wow, yeah, that's a good shout. To be fair, I think I think 
Tim Storm would be an interesting character. I think there's a lot of characters, don't get me wrong, there's a lot of characters out there that have grabbed the imagination of the, the fans. For example, you know, Aaron and Question Mark. Yeah. And there's a lot of, there's a lot of, anybody would be quite a, a welcome addition as, as character number two. But mm-hmm. I think because of the rivalry with, with Nick, as a storyline, it almost would feel right to have Tim as the next guy yeah. <laughs> to bring out. I don't know. Oh, it's just that's me in sort of fantasy booking mode, though. Because then I'm because yeah. then because then you can do figure feds and stuff. You see, oh, oh mate. Well, this is it. And I and I've heard um, Jeremy Padawa for AEW said he might do an AEW retro line. And if you get that Cody and Aldis, you've pretty much got the all-in main event there. There's. There's so much potential. And let's be honest, there's a lot of characters who, whilst they're at NWA at the moment, um, there's always open doors for other characters who might leave other companies and and whatnot. Exactly. (laughs) Where I'm going with that one. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Especially several who, I don't know, for example, have just left certain companies and they (laughs) might collect figures. Who knows? We don't know. there's a lot. There's a basically. There's a lot of opportunities in there. There's a lot of potential, and for me, I'd be happy with anybody. I, I mean, the one thing is that once you guys decide to announce the sort of the scale and shape and design and things like that, for me, providing that the next set of figures can work with it, whether it's the same mold or different mold but same scale and design and and work together, to me, the characters don't matter too much personally as long as i'm a displayer so i like to display them yeah. together and it needs, needs to make sense for me so i don't have to have them all doing the same action but if they work together yeah. if you see what i mean then 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 that's that's my biggest desire as a collector mm-hmm. um my other big desire as a collector is because um i'm part of a team who are lucky enough to do a lot of meet and greets and things like that with with wrestlers and we we get to do uh, a lot of shows and exhibitions with wrestlers who travel over here that i want something that they can sign <laughs> that can yeah. hang on our office walls so for me the artwork is just and the artwork into the design that the packaging is as important as the figure and i think that probably pretty much is the same for a lot of collectors if you have a, a stunning piece of artwork as the backdrop and, and a great piece of artwork is the is the backing card. Um that's that you've you've pretty much won the battle for, for figuring yeah. because I think if you can capture that retro vibe as well, as I'm sure you will, because you've got a lot of thought and process and all that you've put into the designing of what you've done here, um, I think you run for winning words with that and collectors are gonna be very happy. I know that a couple of our friends tried to do a sort of a couple of synonymous polls to try and find yes, out. Yes, we, we saw them. <laughs> this is the thing. People can't help themselves. They want to just get involved and do things like that. Uh, and, and it's and it's great because the the, the collecting market, I, I'm not going to give too much away to you guys because I don't want to spoil the illusion for you either in an in a <laughs> interesting way. But the some of the chats and discussions that go on in some of the collecting groups that we're part of, uh, and they're sort of like private groups on Twitter, if you know what I mean, sort of where people get together and collectors get together and designers get together and things like that. We're part of that. And there's been a big buzz about this. Uh, and some and some of the people are coming up with some beauties, including their own concept artwork. Could it look like this? Could it, you know? Wow. <laughs> oh, well, we I, want to see I was going to say, people need to start sending us this. That'd be fabulous to see what people are doing. 
isn't it just? I think they've been they're, they're a good community, and this these particular groups, and I know for a fact, um, <coughs> hashtag HWO. I know for a fact <laughs> that these guys don't want to put things out there into the open world in case there's confusion because yeah. you know they don't want to sort of get people's alarm bells yeah. ringing like that so but no um the 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 market at the moment in terms of who's interested in for these figures is very interesting i know for a fact that that group alone everybody's put at least double orders in because everybody wants to loosen a mock yeah so, everybody wants a way to do it <laughs> i'm the same want to get signed simple yeah. as that <laughs> i've got to say i've seen this some of the artwork for the cars and i was blown away by it i really was the designer we've got he's just amazing i really i couldn't put it into words we were really really blown away um and he's just doing a couple of tweaks for us now and hopefully that'll be ready for us soon as well yeah ready stuff i'm sure they'll be more than happy that they've heard you say that online as well <laughs> uh, but they're um yeah we, we can't wait because i know that there's so much we could talk about with this and there's so many things i want to ask that i know you can't answer and there's so <laughs> Next many time. things yeah that i want to say what about this <laughs> definitely get back on. and we appreciate it as well you know we're the first of potentially many so there's going to be a lot of people that are going to want to chat to you and i hope that you get that platform that opportunity to, to spread the word as, as vast as you can Thank um you. because a lot of people who are interested out there and it sounds like you've got a great product in your hands here so the very, very best of luck with it. Where can people you find out? More? You're very, very welcome. Where can people find out more about um, about about Chella and how to pre-order and where to find you guys in general? Yeah, so you can pre-order at uh, www.chellatoys.net and we're on Twitter and Instagram at Chellatoys. Excellent stuff. And um, for all of our listeners out there, please, please, please go and check that out. We know that we've got a lot of figure collectors out there, merchandise collectors in general. We know that based on the polls that we've done and the listens that we've had and your interaction that we've had with other manufacturers that we've had on in the past, go and check them out because it's going to be, it's different. It's going to be very different from what you're used to. I think that's fair to say. And the way that these guys have approached it is very different. And it all ties together in a lovely retro little bubble. (laughs) (laughs) Go check it out. Um, you can hear this and many other of our interviews. We've got, I think, Tugboat's up there now. I think he's been up there for a week now. Yeah. Good old Freddie Ock has <laughs> been on that as well. We've got a few other interviews lined up that we won't spoil at the moment. But like always, we're planning ahead for the, well, the, the renewed date for, for the love of wrestling now in um in Liverpool, we had to unfortunately postpone the one in April, but everybody's now aware, hopefully, that you know the tickets are now valid for the reconfirmed date at the end of October, beginning of November. So get yourselves online and check that out as well. Um, www.bbgwrestling.com, and we'll catch you all very, very soon. Thanks, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.